Like, I really didn't have friends as a kid. I just play with myself, like, trying to oh. catch butterfly. <laughs> I... I <laughs> Whoa, no, not that. Should I break up my girlfriend because she's depressed? Yep. This is your daily catch-up. Good just advice. Good advice. Yeah. Faster, move on. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So recently, we've done an episode with a question from Paisei Questions Telegram Group. Ooh. And... Y'all seem to like it, so here's another one, but... <laughs> more Paisei questions. More Paisei questions, but this one more deep. Oh, I like it. So very Paisei lah. Confession number C374. Girlfriend broke up with me due to depression. My girlfriend, now ex, and I met online a few months ago, and it was a very healthy and happy relationship. We are both adults and mature, liked each other's families a lot, and talked about our futures. Green flag, green flag, green flag! <laughs> But then... Thing is, she has had depression since childhood and just a couple of weeks ago, she told me that she may be relapsing and has given me signals that her mental health was, dis- was declining. Then, a week ago, she broke up with me because she felt like she needed to heal and learn to love herself before she was able to love somebody again. We still love each other very much, but the relationship still ended this way. I fought for it a few times, but she couldn't handle it anymore. Eventually, I chose to give her space and told her not to text me again until she starts to feel better or if anything major happens in her life. We still keep each other's contact names and Instagram posts. We even have each other's locations on Find My Phone. What's friend. FMF? Find My, Find my friend. Friends. Okay. Ooh. I have faith that we will eventually get back together when the time is right. Has anyone gone through something similar before? Does the relationship prevail in the end? What should you do in these situations? To wait to get this straight, so she is the one with depression. She was the one that broke up. But I think she was probably in a much better place when they got together, yeah. as he described in like the first paragraph, right? But after that, she's f- not sure what happened or whether it was out of nowhere, right? That her mental health was declining again. But I thought it was so interesting that she had that awareness to like, like preemptive about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're getting it quite one-sided. Like, it's his story. I think, like, the, the thing that suddenly sparkled to me was that he said, oh, we were in a very happy relationship, which to me, like, suddenly said, 500 days of summer, you know, is it, like, just your point of view? Mm. But I mean, if we just assume that whatever he said was true, I think it's it's very fair that, like, she just needed some time off and she's she doesn't want to drag him down maybe in the path that she's about to take because maybe she really just needs some time alone to figure herself out first, to find herself before she can be ready for whether it's him or like someone else in a different relationship. Where I think it becomes very dicey if the situation was that if she had depression and then he cannot take it and then he Ooh. wanted to break up. I feel like in this situation, it's quite it's quite fair. I feel like it's very difficult, right? Because getting into a relationship, say you like somebody, right? And then you get to know them better and then this is one of the things that they, they, they share with you. If say you've never been in a relationship or, or have somebody that you are close to that has depression or any other mental issues or any other challenges for that, that matter, right? Like you won't know whether you can handle it. You know what I mean? So in this situation, I really don't know if there is a 
better way to handle things or or if anybody is really at fault la, my like to me la, yeah I wonder if they I mean I'm not sure whether relationship breaks work like so it's not a breakup breakup right it's a mm. uh, maybe like let's take a month apart and then like come back later but I mean she wanted to break up but in this so, context right it does indicate that they continued texting and then in the end he kind of said that I think it's better if we don't contact each other. No, but it's also his point of view that he fought for the relationship. So it sounds like she wanted to break up, but then he felt like, I can support you through this or mm. like you don't have to go through this without me. You yeah. know what I mean? So he wanted to convince her, but to her, right, the mental capacity of being in a relationship could have been too much to handle. Mm, mm. Even on a break, like, where there's like, maybe still this guy like in your peripherals and all that. Yeah. yeah. So I think by the time he, he was <laughs> the one that said, I think you should like, just take some time off me for a second. Mm. I think that's also fair because after you fight for something for so long, it's also, it would take a toll on him also to realize like, I'm stressing over this when maybe the best thing for us is just not to talk to each other. And so I think it's like, I think it's all very above board and very mature but from both of them actually. I'm just wondering if any of us here have had any similar experiences with mental health and a relationship. I think there was one relationship that I was in where prior to that relationship, right, I knew nothing about depression. Like when my friends talked to me about depression, I'm like, let him just be happy lah, you know. And I think I mentioned this before so. But after going through that relationship, the relationship was actually what caused like us to go into depression because of how toxic it was. And then, then before that, both of you are okay? I guess so. La. I guess so. Okay. Like basically, I was oblivious to it. La, right? Mm. And then only after that relationship, then I like, towards the end, then I realized that, wow, shit. Actually, this is damn dark. Yeah. And it takes you to a place where you really don't know how to, um, it's very hard to navigate your own mind. Mm. I think it's, it's crazy difficult to navigate depression with somebody else especially if that person cannot provide that kind of support. And at the same time, I think you may constantly also feel like you don't want to burden somebody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're, it's so complex, right? And and also being alone can be very dangerous as well. Yeah. But so, at, like, I mean, you mentioned that you were going through that and you weren't sure how to navigate it and all that, right? Mm. What, how could someone have supported you? Or like, what do you think would have helped you, you know? In hindsight. The main thing that helped was talking to people. But the two avenues through which I could talk about it and, and really process my, my my everything that I was going through was uh, therapy mm. as well as like friends who are either depressed or have been through depression mm. because the other some of the other friends that I talked to that, that have never gone through this or experienced this right and honestly great for them lucky for them right but those that have been through it really can, can understand yeah. they see certain similarities and then they can tell you roughly like how they went through it la. Yeah, the therapy helps you to break out of the the you're, you're constantly thinking in circles because right? you're trapped in your own head. Yeah, right. yeah. So the therapist helps you to frame it um, in a more realistic No, she gives you like clarity. Almost. Yeah. She breaks that. It's like when you're constantly in that loop, you're like spiraling. Then it just gets worse if you don't break out of it. So mm. um, usually therapists, they will be able to understand like your thought process and why you're why, what has led you to like thinking of all these things and then she would give you reasons or create this awareness for you to break out of it. And yeah. I think with relation to, to like the relationship component, I think if you can, if the relationship part of your life triggers the depression, regardless of, of, of how, right? Maybe you still think that this person is great and they're trying to be there and all that kind of thing for you, right? But if they are somehow a trigger for you, like at least for me personally, I would say 
step away from the relationship first. Because no mm. matter what, even even if it looks like f***ing sunshine, right, there's still something off about it that's triggering it, right? Then you need to remove it first and try to figure out what's wrong. Yeah. It could be nothing wrong with that person, you know. It's you and something that triggers you. But it's, if it's somehow connected, I would say step away. La. Was there a particular moment in that relationship while you were in it that you realized that this was a problem? No la, like the entire time I kind of knew that like it wasn't the healthiest relationship already, right? And then like within any toxic relationship, you'll kind of like bring out a very unhealthy side of a person. La. Yeah. But there were specific instances or certain things that were said that really made me realize like, wow, how the f*** can I trigger this in somebody else? And then a lot of times when you are fighting in a toxic relationship, it escalates. Mm. It escalates and then you cannot react the right way. And it's very hard to control. So then when you start to lose control, mm. then it really like, I never be anybody or anything. <laughs> okay. But you start to lose control, then you you begin to really question uh, like, yeah. is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Was but, this your first relationship? No. This guy's no. been around. relationships. Stop right there. Very important question from all of us here. At what point do I tell my date that I got something wrong? Could be anything. Could be anything. Mm. Could be anything. A, a foot ward. Yeah. Comment uh, down below, like, share, subscribe, and back to the episode. Strange fungus on your nether regions. Oh. Wow, don't tell me, sir. No, 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 but that's also one of the main reasons. Mm. Like, I've been in very few relationships. So, in that department, I never, I, I've always felt that I haven't really matured emotionally in that sense or know how to be with somebody in a healthy relationship, lah, for that matter. Yeah. I'm also asking because, right, like, in my. I mean, my first relationship was also a lot more unhealthy than my current one. Mm. So like what I didn't know at that point, I mean, because we were so young, right? Was that she was struggling with mental health stuff. So it was after we broke up that like, I think the next year or something that she got diagnosed with. Right. Like multiple. But stuff that were toxic that were happening in the relationship at that point, I thought that, oh, maybe this is just how a relationship is supposed to go. Oh, maybe I'm really not contributing enough or that, oh shit, like she sacrificed that for me. And then she's saying that, oh, I never done anything for her that kind of stuff right yeah, yeah. but it was like rooted in her own insecurity and stuff that she was struggling with in her own mind that mm. ended up affecting me and the relationship very badly so like it was our first relationship man, and then I also not sure what it's supposed to look like and at that point of time the concept of like struggling with mental health is not there also yeah yeah. so at, at times it's like such a sh- not that I want to get back with her but it's such a shame because I feel like if only we had known right yeah. We could have dealt with it so much better and not hurt each other so much, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Like with with mental issues or any other personal issues for that matter, a lot of the times it's how much should you take on for your mm. your significant other? Mm. And at which point does it become a take care of yourself first? Yeah. Yeah. I think that is one of the hardest things to navigate. And also just because you are the person's partner doesn't mean that you're going to be the best person to be able to help this person with that shit. I haven't personally had to deal with this in my life, whether it's a a relationship or friends. And I think that's a good thing because I kind of have a tendency to, when you guys were talking about like, the guy wanting to be there and all that kind of stuff, I can can kind of see myself in it a bit. I think there's a bit of a hero complex there. So I think that if someone were to tell me that they are facing a, a tough time, they have depression, I think my first natural instinct would be to let me come with you on this journey without actually knowing how hard it could be. If I were have to 
go on this journey, right? I would be in over my head. Yeah, you take on more than you I realize. Definitely take on more than I would realize, and then it would just not be good for me. Or it would just not be good for her, and it could end up honestly worse than that. I might not. I'm not sure if I have it in me to be able to say like I'm but, not strong enough. Okay, or, yeah. but then in a realistic situation, mm. right? If say your wife says, you know what, I'm. I'm, I think I have depression or whatever or I just went to see a therapist blah, 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 and I have all these problems, yeah. right? Then your reaction would really be like, I'm, I don't think I can do this. No, you see, you asked, you, you just said that scenario, right? I, after, right after what I said, right? And my first instinct still is like, we're going to do this together. <laughs> <laughs> the hero complex yeah, is the hero complex strong. Kicks e- even in, knowing that. Even la. knowing yeah. that I don't know what I'm in for, my first instinct is to just say, I can't leave you to be alone. If you will allow me, I will want to come with you on this trip until my gas runs out. Like the hope, the expectation is that three years down the line, she'll be like, oh my God, you saved me. Wow, that's damn selfish. But what if the solution, like, or at least she's saying that I need you to step away. So if anyone's depressed in my life, (laughs) uh, next time, uh, uh, I think I will have that compulsion to, to kind of help. Mm. What I need them to do is to make it very clear that maybe my help is not what they need yeah. at this point, maybe. Right. Or right. it's what not they need ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about me. It's about them. So just tell me that I don't have to be there. What what, what does it entail, right? Is it like mm. a half an hour conversation every week? Is it huh? that I need you? No, no, no. As in like just getting terms out lah. Because I think that helps. No, I think you just no, establish it's just a it. No, don't talk to me. Say it's my wife. I want to be there wife. for you. And I want to help you through this journey. But if there's any point in time, I would actually do what this guy's, what this guy did. Right. Eventually, I'll, I'll do his complete playbook. It's if you feel like you need the space to go, you need the space to be alone and process things yourself, mm. I'll step out. But there must be a certain degree of like self-awareness, like introspection, uh, like knowing your own feelings and your thoughts to like even articulate what you want from other people. Yeah, so ultimately, you can people can say, "Oh, I want space," but actually, that's that may not be what they actually want. You know what I mean? Maybe they, you can give them like a day or two, but actually, they want you to talk to them also. Uh. You get yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, like, I feel so. It doesn't have to be directly from the start. You know what I mean? Back to the drawing board, Jared. <laughs> Like it's no, not like it's a Which contract. is why he didn't understand your every week 30 minutes thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, in yeah. his head, it's like, oh, you tell me what you want exactly because you know. Uh, yeah. But they yeah, don't yeah. know. They should not Sometimes clear. they don't know or it constantly changes. Mm. And check, like one of the things we've learned having spoken to like therapists and all this kind of thing, right, is like the whole check-in thing is actually super, super important. Yeah. Mm. Like hearing what you have shared, right? One thing that I don't understand is like, at which point is it just selfish? Because for me, if like say like somebody is like spiraling or whatever kind of shit, right? Mm. At what point, like like at the beginning, as I asked, like, do you have to think for yourself a little bit mm. and care for yourself first right. before putting this person before? That was something that I was thinking about. So like the question that I had in my head, okay, maybe a bit like cancelable or what, right? But like, Let's go. is it like is it okay if I say I don't want to get together with this person because they are depressed or because they are struggling with some sort of mental health problem? Mm. Then, as in like because I would imagine that. If I'm in a relationship with the- <laughs> Wow, it's worked. it down. Relationship with somebody, right? And then I realized that 
they're struggling with depression, I will feel that I then need to keep my problems to myself because either they're smaller or I don't want to add on to this burden that they're already dealing with. And then mm. that becomes a very imbalanced yeah. relationship one. <laughs> wow. Better? Better? No, bad, no bad. Yeah, so then therefore, I can say that I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who I know is struggling with this. Yeah. Then is that bad? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That, you know, like it's... No, no, at all. I think we've established that that's not a cancelable offense. Yeah, I don't think you should feel obligated to like be someone or... Like just because they have depression or to reject someone just because they have like depression. But if you're Jared though, you want to save them. No, but at the same time, right, then are we not like in a sense segregating or saying that, oh, people who struggle with mental health conditions, right, just have to live with the fact that like they have to get over it. Like, if not, they will just not get together with anybody because you're struggling with something that you cannot control. But the thing is, maybe you may not want to be with someone with depression because you're responsible enough to know that I cannot tolerate, I cannot handle it, I cannot help this person. So what you're saying is that people who get together with depressed people are irresponsible? No, it's not. I mean, like, if, no, you, if, you, if you feel like you can handle yeah. it, then yeah. Yeah. If you okay. if, if you have the capacity, then you can. But if you yeah. know yourself and you know that you cannot. Yeah. But the flip side that I get stuck at is just that, like, I don't want to make this person feel like they are less than, right? less than capable to be in a relationship or to love someone else yeah. because they themselves are struggling with something. And also in reality, what that looks like is that you wouldn't know that they have depression until they tell it to you. And so this could be the third date, fourth date, and then they finally found the courage. Oh my God, I like you so much. I really need to tell you this. I'm depressed. And then the next Ew. date, you're like, what? Yeah. And then you go, oh and my God. you're only telling me now? Yeah. <laughs> what the f***? Can you this imagine like kind of thing. Why, why isn't this on your profile? <laughs> my reaction is, I want to so the good news is that regardless of what mental health issue you're going through there's going to be saviors and there's going to be people that will run away from your life and so it will all like net net like work horrible out horrible terms of <laughs> I, I too had like a momentary brief like stint of, of falling into depression and I, I also had other friends that were going through the same thing at different periods of time. So like, I kind of came out of it already and then I had friends who were falling into it. And so what we did was we ha would have weekly calls. Like it was just one hour on a Saturday and, and we would set it. So like every week we would just check in like that because to me, it, it's very hard to like, either for me, if I'm no longer depressed, but my friend is, for me to go, hey, uh, like, how are you? Because I don't want to feel as though I am triggering anything new. Enough. Maybe they're having a great day and now suddenly they have to talk about the bad shit they're going through. And then for that person also, it may feel as though, like, I don't want to suddenly bring something out of the blue because maybe I'm disturbing you. So by setting a time, right, it feels as though, okay, this is the time where we we bring up stuff because we know it's, it's set. And to me, that's that's a little bit more structured and, and I mm. feel like it's easier to bring up stuff than, than to just randomly text like, hey, how's it going? Mm. Actually, what I'm afraid of is that Maybe if I sense, like they haven't told me explicitly, but mm. I sense that they might be going through depression. Like as someone from the outside, how do I even get on the inside? Do I wait for them to tell me? Or is there something else that I can do? 
Send a menu uh, like the checklist like so this week what do you think you <laughs> you prefer want to yeah. go out or you want to just talk want me to want to ignore me <laughs> I feel like if it's the first time you're approaching the topic of like mental health or whatever or just checking because mm. of mental health I feel like it's about just saying hey look like if it's nothing just let me know but like just notice that maybe you look a little bit down or low on energy just mm. wanted to check in is everything okay I feel yeah. like that kind of just gives an like an in and then that person will just be like you know yeah yeah it's all good you know maybe like you've just been a bit busy but it's all good yeah yeah then you ask opening. like mm. yeah. ask chat GPT for prompters <laughs> yeah. to open up a conversation to talk to somebody who's feeling down oh yeah, my but, god no but here's the thing right what if they just are trying to hide it and then they say it's all good see my hero complex is trying to come out again <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you see right there, there will definitely be times when you will encounter this mm. and maybe that person is just at that point of time not ready yeah. but what matters is that you're consistently consistently there for them so that when they are ready they can open up mm. and how you choose to prompt also I mean, this one you can finesse a little bit, right? You could be asking about different aspects of their life first, mm. just to maybe feel around for where an issue might might be might stem from or whatever, yeah. and then slowly dig into those aspects yeah. deeper and then get them to to open up a bit here and there, lah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, I will be talking to my close friends, or like maybe I find I meet people that I feel that maybe they can understand me better, or I feel like I would like to hear their opinion about my problems then I will open up. Which is something that I actually had to learn over time. Because as a child, I wouldn't speak about anything about like, anything I was feeling. Basically, I was just this like, jar. And then there's like a seal. And like a baby seal? <laughs> 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 oh, you, oh, you mean baby? Shut <laughs> <laughs> Why? I think it was the way I was brought up. Yeah. A, a lot of the time, um, I didn't really have an opinion. I wasn't allowed to have an opinion. And basically, whatever opinion I had was wrong. And that was like instilled in me. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I felt that kind of affected me in a sense where it's very hard for me to like talk to people or converse properly sometimes. Yeah. But I'm still learning, you know. Like, I started learning how to have like social interactions. I was like telling Denise how like I really didn't have friends as a kid. I just... Play with myself, like trying to oh. catch butterfly. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Whoa, growing no, up quick. Growing not that. Up quick. That's why I was just go. No, no. Yeah, yeah, oh, butterflies. Oh, I catch like butterflies at the mm. field by myself, or like hang out with my grandfather. But will I hang out with people my age? Not really. Were there any like moments in your life where you kind of like? learned how to communicate better with people. <laughs> when our father yeah. sent her to the market. Yeah. <laughs> what? My my father would send me to like the wet market uh-huh. as a as a child. And then he because you have to buy things from like the aunties and the uncles, right? And they will he will always do this to me. Where he'll give me like a set sum of money. And then he'll be like, okay the prawns, right? It's like twelve dollars per kilo. If he charge you like fourteen dollars, right? you tell him you want $12 per kilo. You, you negotiate with him. Uh, you haggle. And I was like, I can barely talk to this uncle or auntie. I'm like damn shy. You want me to haggle? Yeah. Like, it's like stressed by me. Hey, wait, you, 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 <laughs> you, you were how old at this point? Wow, I think I was eight, nine. Shit. Oh, that's, wow. scary. that's scary. You go alone? Yeah, I go to alone. To the market? Yeah. Shit. That's scary. Nine years yeah. old, I go where by myself. Nine years old, I scared <laughs> to even order McDonald's, yeah. What, nine years old, you can order McDonald's, yeah. 
was having happy meal since six. Oh, baller. <laughs> That's why I'm balding. Oh, no, no, no. This message was not brought to you by McDonald's. Yeah, but we love McDonald's. Call us. Oh, my God. So, those interactions that you go and you started to like talk to old people. Yeah. Like, then you really I, can get $12. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It feels no. like we unlock like a really traumatic part of our life. Yeah. She cried, then the guy just throw pawns at her. And he's like, free! free. <laughs> I think he, the, the person, the auntie or the uncle, right, can realise that I'm getting very, very stressed. Then because I'll call my dad, then I'll say, he's really not giving me $12 for KG. Oh, now you have a phone. Sorry, sorry. Oh, she's just shouting. <laughs> <laughs> So like, I mean like hearing what Charlene has shared, right? About like growing up and struggling a bit with like her mental health and that. I'm wondering whether like you feel like that has affected your partners or caused some form of like imbalance in any of the re- romantic relationships that you've been in. <laughs> I mean, for sure it does like affect like the partners that I've been with. So to be honest, when I'm getting to know someone, I tell them straight up. Like, this is what I'm going through. And th- I mean, to be honest, I'm just giving them an out. Like if you know that you cannot handle it or something that you don't want to have in your life at this present moment, then don't be with me. Mm. You know? Like uh, unless you say like you wanna try. But even when something is you know you got the you got the four code word that like come on he like hearing What's the telephone booth? I mean if the person um decides that Okay, I want to walk through, like, walk this through with you, uh, but I would just be very, very practical with them. That, to be honest, to be honest, not a lot of people can handle it or handle my emotions. Okay. Yeah. How do you know whether this is self awareness or self sabotage? Yeah, because in 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 my head when I heard that I also, I'm I'm questioning whether it's an out for them or an out for you. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I, to be okay, so this levels of this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm like self-sabotaging myself but I feel that I'm being responsible in that sense because the person could just be infatuated with me like he likes the idea of me or maybe how I look or like seeing how I interact with people maybe that's attractive to him but he doesn't know the real me that's why he's getting to know me yeah which can is like two different sides of me, right? Yeah. No, yeah. but the fact that like you feel the need to squeeze all this up front, right? Instead of let him get to know you naturally. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Something that I learned through like therapy was the reason why I got into a lot of like relationships when I was younger was because I was trying to fill this void like within me where I didn't feel like loved. So I was finding that person, you mm. know, to like love me but I realise like they, they can't or they don't you know no I think that's something that a lot of people go through because like unless you have that group of people or those individuals that you can connect with and then they start to help you like both of you have those exchanges and you start to get deeper and, and like it's almost like introspection but with another person right mm. like some people don't even know how to introspect yeah yeah and then that it's almost like ignorance to a certain level, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then you can go the other extreme and you be so self-reflective that you just live in your own brain. Yeah, which is then, also unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. Gotta so find the right balance. Yeah. Yes. But a lot of people don't even know how to process these things. That's fair. Yeah. And I and I do think that like when people say ignorance is bliss, some people can go through life without ever having to 
deal with any of these things. I don't know whether there's a better life or a worse life, but forever lah, right? <laughs> no, no, I really see some stupid ignorant f- right? They just go through life, right? And they really don't know jack shit. They don't process anything. They don't mm. care. Yeah. But they are and very they attractive. Seem- huh? Ooh. No, I feel like the, they're not burdened down. I'm trying to think of, yeah, like, I'm trying to think of the guys and girls that I know, right? That I would say have risk. <laughs> have like, have game, you know? And the ones, I'd always the ones, right? That live their lives like not caring about anything. They have zero attachment to their actions and their world. It's just they go with the flow and they just are so attractive in that. But are like, you just seeing these people from a from a distance or do you know people like that? Perhaps, but they always get all the damn hot girls. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but is that all there is to superficial. like? Yeah. <laughs> it might be empty and superficial also, right? Perhaps, perhaps. But I feel like there is something in there because they are not overthinkers. They don't like get bogged up over like how huh, that person said this thing this way. Did they meant it, did they meant it this mm. way or this way? And then you yeah. get so obsessed with that, right? That you can't even live and then when you are out with your friends you're not even present because someone said something earlier and you're offended by it and you're still thinking about it that whole time as opposed to just living carefree but I don't think it's that no I think it's more of when I ask you why you did something and you cannot explain why when I ask you why you make certain choices in life and you cannot you don't understand why Mm. or take away from experiences Mm. because but must I have those you know like as it, it feels to me two like very different extremes right like one is like a very simple life right where I do what makes me happy and if I'm enjoying it right I continue I continue doing it it doesn't need to have a specific purpose or like a very deep reason why I'm doing it and there is such joy in that which I feel like a lot of people right who feel like they have complicated their lives are looking for that mm. but on the other hand there is that like where you've kind of like opened your mind to like different experiences and understanding like say like different cultures or whatever right and then being able to have a deeper like exploration with life it's like two very different lives right yeah. but I think at the end of the day it's just uh, yeah what is what you're into <laughs> you know, what makes I, you happy yeah. like, I get, I mean, no, that's why I yeah. asked the question whether yeah. it's better to be ignorant or is yeah. it better to truly understand and, and be and introspect and process things yeah. mm. as someone who self-proclaims to be introspective <laughs> don't know if true or not I feel very bogged down by it I feel like it 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 um makes me more stationary, more paralyzed by things because I am so consumed by by the thought of like every action, things that I've done before. Like I said, like I think in the previous episode, like having Sunny just be completely shocked by like a regret that I made or like said or whatever. That happens so much that I, f- I wish I was more ignorant. And I don't know whether how that will affect the people around me. Um, but I think there was a point in time where I used to be very, very, very obsessed and overthought about my place in my group of friends because I always felt like um, oh no like I didn't hang out this time am I losing like favour with my friends or like I said something wrong at this point in time shit did I lose favour with my friends and I used to be so obsessed with it that it actually made me less close to them because every time I was with them I felt like I had to put on something I had to achieve something in this gathering so that I can increase my favour with my friends and then when I stopped caring we suddenly became so much closer yeah like I, I, yeah. I actually came across this, uh, I can't remember which podcast it was, but I, this person was talking about something very interesting, which was that you have to, you don't mix up action and reflection in the same steps. Right. Always split the two. Take action first. Don't think too much. Do. Then after, then you reflect because that's where you learn. Right. But when you put the two together, it gets very jumbled up. It gets messy. You overthink everything and then you end up like what you mentioned, like paralyzed and whatnot. That's yeah. a good point. Actually. So breaking yeah. it down into two steps and approaches, I think that's something that I took away from it. 
Okay, so thank you for watching today's episode and thank you if you are here, if you stayed to the end, comment down below, I've stayed till the end and I love it. <laughs> even if you didn't. Yeah, even if you didn't. Like, share, subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Nice. Two hand waves because it also doubles oh. up as applause. Oh. I want to learn how to do ass claps, yeah? What's an All ass the girls clap? that the ass them big, then they can, they can wiggle until their ass. Yeah. <laughs> Damn loud. Oh. loud. I want to try. Like actual loud? Yeah. YouTube that. Like you watch like you watch TikTok then they react to the video. Then this girl dance 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 like, pow, pow. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there's someone off screen clapping. No dude, you can see from behind. I don't know how nowadays butt's so big, right? You can see the <laughs> butt this. cheek at the bottom of the butt cheek from the front. Eh. Mm. Huh? Mm. Yeah. You can see the butt cheek from the front clap in the middle. Eh. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, man. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.